Hi, I'm Sarah Rose, Paralympian, fun mum, author, and a very rosy podcast host. Today I'm broadcasting from Gurungai Country. A Very Rosy Podcast is a place where we chat to phenomenal guests about how they have chased their dream, changed the way their industry operates, dealt with challenging times and overcome them, and are continuously thinking of new and innovative ways of changing the game. We have an amazing guest and a guest who has inspired me and many around the country with his forward-thinking innovation and brilliant hospitality. Just when we think things can't get better, they do and they're taken to another level. Justin Hemez, CEO of Maryvale Group, has over 80 venues to his name. Two of my favourite have to be my local, the Newport and Burt's on Sydney's northern beaches. My daughter actually asked if we owned the Newport as we're always there with friends and I get a park right out the front in the disability spot. Justin also supports many charity organisations including Ronald McDonald House, Sydney Children's Hospital, the Royal Hospital for Women and many Maryvale fundraising events. Justin, thank you so much for joining me here this morning and welcome to a very rosy podcast. Thank you, Sarah. What a lovely introduction. Thank, thank you. you so much. And I know you don't do many um, interviews, so I just feel so privileged and honoured. So of course, again. my pleasure. So we're currently meeting in the Ivy Building, um, and I remember partying here about 15 years ago, and I remember those hangovers. Always a good time. <laughs> I still get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do I. I just not yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just get that big time, little person, big hangovers. <laughs> Justin, I'd love to understand more about your incredible journey. Can you please paint me a picture of what a day was like when you were growing up and what do you think it was about your childhood that made you into who you are today? Um, well, my parents, so I have one sister, Bettina, and we grew up in um, you know, a very loving family. Uh, Mum and dad were incredibly hard workers. Work was was their whole life. But they're very colourful people. Uh, and they loved life. Mum was and still is incredibly creative. Um, and a real trailblazer and, and ahead of her time. And and um, and dad was the most tenacious individual I've ever met. A wonderful businessman very, and as I said, very hardworking. But our lives were very, it was full of joy and, and colour. And there was always interesting things going on. I mean, even, even just mum cooking dinners, yeah. you know, they were themed dinners. Amazing. So she would do a Japanese dinner. Um, and we would have to dress in kimonos and, <laughs> and we would sit on, you know, re- and she would make a really low table when we would sit down there and, 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 and we would have Japanese, which this is back in the, you know, 70s and 80s. That was unheard of. Yeah. My father was um, originally from Indonesia. Yeah. So mum used to cook a lot of Indonesian and uh, Southeast Asian foods. So there was always something new going on and, and it was themed and, and there was always music. Yeah. Um, Mum loved collecting music and, and in her travels around the world. And in those days, you couldn't get, you don't, didn't have access to the music that we have now. Yes. And so when she was traveling overseas, she'd bring back the latest albums of, you know, whoever it was, whether it be the Beatles or the Gypsy Kings or whatever it was. So, yeah. so it was always wonderful music and, and they had really colorful, interesting friends. So there's always exciting things going on. And we did, we, you know, everything we did was as a family unit. Yeah. Um, and we were always talking about work 
at, at the dinner table. You know, Dad would always be discussing work with Mum, and and Bettina and I were very involved. So you know, we just grew up uh, in that sort of culture, which was all about work, but also embracing life and and getting the most out of life. Both Mum and Dad, you know, re- really loved getting the most out of life. Fantastic. Can you please talk to me about the journey with Maryvale from, I know they had the fashion stores and I just showed Justin a picture before of my um, parents-in-law dressing up in the in the house of Maryvale and Mr. John. Could you please talk to me about taking it from fashion to hospitality and how that, that came about? It was very much a natural progression um, because, you know, I always look back at what mum and dad's business was and yes they were selling outfits but they were actually doing more than that they would they were selling an experience yeah and mum used to do all the creative fit outs of the of the venues and everyone was unique and everyone was different and you know they would always have a dj or you know particular music playing in the venues in in the clothing outlets uh, in the fashion shops um, and they had very flamboyant and colourful staff yeah, serving you. And it was the whole experience from when you stepped into the shop, the way it made you feel, the way the staff served you, and the way the staff made you feel when you put that outfit on. Um, and whether it was you were buying an outfit for you know, your first day at work yeah. or a date or, or an anniversary or a wedding or whatever it may be. So you were putting that, that, that the, the, the way that you felt when you tried that outfit on carried through to the actual experience for when you went out on the date yes. or whether you, yes. or, or, or your first day at work. And it gave you that confidence and it gave you that, you know, that colorful spirit. Yeah. So they were always selling an experience and it didn't end when you left the shop because when you put that, that outfit on, you felt fantastic. Yes. So we, you know, I think what, what we do now, we're, we're selling an experience. Um, I mean, the, the product is, is not um, uh, an outfit. It's, it's a meal and a drink, and, and it, but it's an experience. Yes. Um, so I think the philosophy, which is make the guest feel special yes. and create lasting memories, it's still the same philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, except it's, it's food and beverage and entertainment yeah. rather than frocks. Yes. Um, so the same philosophy is carried through. And mum and dad also integrated you know, food and beverage into their... They had, some of the shops had bars in them. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. And oh, they had, amazing. They had a cafe in one and then they actually started a little restaurant um, above the shop in Pitt Street. Um, so it was always experience. Yeah. And, and we've just continued that on. And then... When I started to come of age, you know, the fashion side of things was not was not my forte. Yeah. Um, and I just accidentally fell into hospitality. We, Dad had bought a building, um, a little heritage building up on the corner of King and York. Yeah. Because Dad was fascinated with property. Yeah. And and even as a child, you know, on the weekends, would be let's go yeah. let's go and look at this building, <laughs> you know, and we drive around. Sydney looking at buildings. Yeah. I could have bought that for ten pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had it. <laughs> and so there was always a fascination of Dad with property. Yeah. Um, and and as I said, Mum was a creative. So he bought this little building up on the corner of King and York, 
and Dad wanted to renovate it to get some tenants in there. Yeah. And I was sort of coming of age. I just finished a school. Yeah. Sorry, I just finished university, actually. And I was 21. Yeah. Dad wanted to renovate this building uh, and put a tenant in. And I thought it'd actually make a great multi-level, uh, multi-facet hotel. Yeah, amazing. Because this is, I'm talking early 90s. Uh, and when you went out, you either went to uh, a pub, which yeah. in those days was very much a male's, yes. uh, a male domain. Um, and God forbid the, the poor girl that walked in there and she'd be ogled by the blokes and, you know, it was the smelly carpets and yeah. all that, which is, which is what we also love about yeah. pubs, but it wasn't female friendly. Yes. Um, and then if you wanted a good meal, you would have to go, leave the pub and go to a restaurant because the pub meal in those days wasn't, wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, so, and then if you wanted to go to a nightclub, you'd have to go to a separate venue again, yes. which specialized in being a nightclub. Yeah. So there wasn't really, um, pubs in those days that catered for all those experiences and cocktails as well. Like, yes, yeah. I mean, there wasn't really such a thing as a cocktail bar, but if, 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 if you did want to, you'd go to a different venue again. Yes. So I thought, what about if we create a venue that houses all those things in one? Amazing. So a, a pub, a bar that was female-friendly as well, yeah. that had a DJ in it, played great music and welcomed men and women yeah. um, and, and a great restaurant. Um, uh, within the space, a great sort of lounge cocktail bar as well, and a nightclub. Yeah. So Dad thought that was a great idea, uh, but the intent was to build it for a tenant, not for us uh, to run. Yeah, wow. It was let's create this. Mum will help. Mum will design it, yeah. and conceptualize it, and so we got an architect, and Mum and I worked closely with the architect to design it with Bettina as well, who's yeah. also very creative, and we conceptualized and designed this this multi-level pub. Yeah. Dad found a tenant and I actually went on site and started working on the site as a Bricky's labourer. Oh, yeah. So I worked on the site for two years, renovating yeah. this space and building it. And then at the 11th hour, the tenant pulled out and said, no, no, that's too ambitious. And they never actually signed the lease. So my dad said, well, your stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> you run it. <laughs> so... Um, he said, this, we don't have a tenant. You have to run it. Yeah. So then I went and I, and I ran it and, and I loved it. And I fell in love with hospitality and I fell in love with entertaining people and, and creating spaces for people to come and enjoy their lives. Um, so that coupled with the two years that I spent on the construction site because I fell in love with construction yes. while I was doing that because I learned all trades. Yeah, I was a Bricky's laborer, but I learned, you know, I, I spent time with the with the sparkies, I spent time, I did waterproofing, I did the uh, work with the chippies, I worked with the brickies, I, you know, I, I, I learned and I, I fell in love with what actually goes in to a building that allows humans to inhabit it. Yes. And it's not a simple thing, it's a, it's a complex beast and people take it for granted, but I fell in love with all the different trades and what holds a building up and makes a building special. So that coupled with Dad saying, well, you've got to bloody run this thing. So... <laughs> Um, and, and that's how it started and, and the success of that venue, which is Hotel CBD, which yeah. we still have, sort of uh, led the company in, into that direction because mum and dad at that stage only had one, uh, one fashion shop left, yeah. uh, which was on Pitt Street and, and times were changing. You know, it, staff 
it used to be really cool to work in fashion shops yes, in yeah. the 80s, well, yeah. in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And then in the 90s, you know, hospitality became the, the cool place to work. Yeah. So it just naturally progressed into that, into, into hospitality. Oh, how cool. That's a wonderful story. And I think we need to bring back also fashion stores with bars in them, though. Let's mix it up. Can you bring one of them out, No, mate? they come to us. It's much more <laughs> yeah, fun. <laughs> Actually, it is. Um, you're continuously pushing the boundaries and your diversity of offerings. You bring people together. It's a celebration of friendships, engagements, business celebrations, good times. I've had some of the best nights of my life in your in your venue, and I was talking to my mates, and we could just rattle off so many. Like, there's not many places you can say that was the like how insane and like what a privilege that we can do that in your um, venues. And when you open a venue, before I've even been there, I know that from the start that it's going to be incredible, that it will be flawless. The amazing food, wine, service, the flow of the um, venue, and your ability to create an atmosphere instantly. How do you do this? What's the secret sauce? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. Um, look, ev- everything we do, you know, it comes from from the heart. Yes. Um, and we put our heart and soul into every project and every detail. You know, I, I, you know, I go over every square inch of the venue and and the feeling and the offering and I have incredible people that have worked with me for you know my head of head of ops Frank has been with me 20 over 20 or just over 20 years now yeah, um, Franck has been with me who's head of beverage has been with me for the same time so there's a whole gamut of wonderful people that have worked with me and and have the same passion and drive and visions that help bring my concepts to life. Yeah, amazing. And Bettina and I and the architects, um, and we work with a handful of the same architects, the attention to detail is is unforgiving. Yes. Um, so, you know, I think it comes from, because it comes from a genuine place of, of, of care and attention to detail. Yeah. Um, and also, the, the venues are always, or our offerings are always evolving. Yes. I think they're probably evolving with my evolution in life as well. Um, so, you know, we always want to create something special for people, but that's going to have longevity. Yes, yeah. Because we don't want to create something that's trying to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Because I think if, you, if you're cool, you're going to be uncool pretty quick. Yeah, very quick. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, we, we try and I take cues from everything in life that yes. I experience yeah. and I, I see what, what works and what's stood the test of time Yes. Um, in terms of generations <laughs> and, and try and combine those things to create a place where people want to come to. Yes. And we want people to feel comfortable yeah. in our venues Yes. Um, and we want people to feel special. Yeah. Because they come to us to have a good time. I mean, we've got the best job in the world. You know, there aren't many industries where you can say, well, everyone's coming to us to have a great time. So true. And they're coming with a positive attitude. We just have to help them. Yeah, amazing. Um, and we just have to deliver. 
Yes. You know, I, I always say to the staff, we're, we're not delivering bad news to people. Yeah. <laughs> we're people coming at us to <laughs> either drown their sorrows yeah. or celebrate or, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's a positive, positive yeah. environment. It's a wonderful environment. It's one of the most special industries in the world to be in. Yeah, absolutely. And it really is. And I think you can tell when you walk in from the moment that thought that's gone into to your venues. And I was talking to your design director downstairs and she said that even the lighting – um, in venues that you, that you look at that and in different areas and to absolutely ensure that, that you guys have nailed every single thing. And it, it's just flawless. There's a lot of fantastic venues, but not the flawless nature of it where um, from start to finish it's been thought about. And I love that you don't have too many high bar stools in your, in your <laughs> venues. I love that. What the fuck is with a lot of places? I've got to get my oh, friends brilliant. to pick me up. It's so <laughs> awkward. And I'm like, guys, please, it's okay if I've got the wooden thing at the bottom of, you know, how there's that, so at least you can step on it. But yeah. then, like, the chair's going to fall. Yes. fall. And I was like, it's always a drama. Yeah. And if I'm drunk, so I love that you don't well, have too many. A lot of thought goes into it. And if you do, there's not, you've got plenty of other uh, Options. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs options. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, thank you for that. And it's fantastic to hear that you've got a lot of employees that have worked at your venue for a long time. And I've even noticed that uh, locally at the Newport and Burt's, the people that since even before my kids have born are still there serving up coffees and doing doing a fantastic job. How do you maintain a positive workplace culture? Because it, it clearly shines through. It comes from a place of authenticity. Yes. Um, we certainly don't try and push or drive a particular culture. You know, we lead from the top, very incredibly passionate yes. about our role, which is to deliver excellence to our guests. Um, and I think that's infectious. Yes. And the people that are at the senior levels have that same passion and drive, and it's authentic. Yes. You know, we don't put up a list of what our culture stands for. Yeah. It's, and then not live by it. No, it's yeah. just, it is what it is. Yes. Um, and we're relentless on customer service and customer satisfaction yes. and having everything right so that the customer who is spending their good hard-earned money with us is getting value for money and creating memories and getting a great experience out of it. So that when they get home eventually, that they say, you know, my, my life is better for spending that money yeah. in that venue and having that time and meeting people and connecting with my loved ones. And yeah. So it, it comes from a place of authenticity and I think that is an infectious way to be and we're always striving to do better yeah. and we never rest on our laurels and we just want to do better and improve our offering, improve the product and improve the experience and people who are like-minded people want to be around that. Yes. So yeah. we do an incredible amount of training. We have an incredible career uh, progression pathway through the, through the business and you know, we're very fortunate with the diversity of offerings and the scale of the business that we can move people around to try and experience all different roles yeah, fantastic. and get so much training in various different roles yeah. um, and gives them an amazing career path to either stay and progress within Merivale or go and do their own thing. Yeah, fantastic. So it's a wonderful educational process for the staff too. Yeah, brilliant. And that clearly shines through when you're there, the, the passion of the staff everyone's always having a fantastic time um, and every detail is thought out. And I think 
it just feels like if you're going to work in a place like that where mm. there's so much respect and the management um, is leading by example and that that's just infectious and yeah. clearly well I always say that we can teach you the craft yeah but your attitude we can't teach you yeah so if you've got a great attitude we can teach you to do anything yeah so true um, mm. so true how do you juggle business and having two incredibly beautiful daughters? I feel like men in high power positions aren't asked this question too much and I know how important your girls are and I just I love them even when I'm following you on Instagram and just seeing their smiley faces and they're just they are a vibe and they're positive um, and they just look so happy, healthy girls. How do you juggle Well, I'm all? even more passionate about my daughters than I am about the business <laughs> so they are my priority yeah. and I make time yeah and I, I you know ensure that when I am with them that I give them a hundred percent of me yes and I think they that's that's a one that's a wonderful thing for them and I know they see it and appreciate it and that's so I I, I make time for yeah. them and I uh, I probably live eight normal lives, yeah. <laughs> and but I, I fit in. I make time for that for them because they're my number one priority. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I also involve them in the business already. Yeah, I mean, they're only young, six and seven, but they're really interested in the business. Brilliant. And it was funny. I was on the push bike with them a couple of weeks ago, and we we weren't in Sydney. We were we were outside of Sydney, and we're riding around. And I have a bike; it can fit both of them on there. Yeah. And there was this new venue that had opened up in this place and we're going to say where and I was like oh I said girls let's go let's go and have a look at it. I said oh it looks beautiful yeah. and I went up and had a look and it was a beautiful design yeah. I thought oh they've done such a great job and went up on the on the bike and Sachi my youngest who's six she goes looks a bit like one of yours dad <laughs> and I was like oh really she goes yeah I said they've done a beautiful job on the design he goes and she says yeah, but yours would be full of people. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, it wasn't busy yet. And hopefully in time it will become busy. But for her to say that, and she was six. And I, saw her, and I said, oh, that's very funny, Sarge. And they said, why are your venues so busy, always full of people? And I said, oh, it's, it's, it's – I said, you can't explain that. Yeah. I said, that comes from it's, – it's the je ne sais quoi, which means – it's that certain something. Yes, yeah. And I, so I spent the next half an hour trying to explain that to them. <laughs> but, but you know, so I really involve them and I want them to be involved in the business as, as, as much as they can. But they, they get it. And, yeah. you know, they, I take them to the venues with me a lot. Yeah, fantastic. And sometimes they come into the office after school and, and we show them around. So, oh, how good. But, um, yeah, they are, they are without a doubt my, my number one priority. Yeah. And it's like what you had when you were growing up. Involved in those decisions um, yeah. with your with your parents, the same things happen. Absolutely, yeah. I remember hearing a story, um, like I was doing some research, and when you were um, younger, and your dad was like, had said, "How can you make more money? Like, let's let's lift the game here." And you had thought about making the freshly squeezed orange juice. Oh. I was like, that's so clever. I love coffee and orange oh, juice. Right. Like, it's the best combo, yeah. hey? And I was like, ah, legend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I worked in the coffee shop in Potts Point. Yeah. And I was only, I must have been 16. And I'd come home and he said, so what was your average today? I was like, oh, 
That was really good. It was $9.30 because we used to get the report. Yeah. Okay, well, how are you going to make it $11.30 tomorrow? I was like, oh, Dad, I thought it was pretty good doing <laughs> 9.30, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought, oh, well, uh, orange juice is two bucks, $2.50, yeah. the freshly squeezed orange juice. And I thought, oh, as soon as people sit down, because, you know, everyone's deciding what they want, before yeah. they order their coffee, I'll suggest the freshly squeezed orange juice. Because yeah. in those days, not many people did freshly squeezed orange yeah, juice. Yeah, this is it. back in 1980. Nine or something. Yeah, and um, and sure enough, the next day my average was like eleven dollars, eleven bucks or something. So he good. said, "So how's your average today?" I said, eleven dollars, Dad." And he goes, "Okay, how are you going to make it thirteen tomorrow?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> Put some vodka in it, mate. <laughs> yes, that's right. We'll open a bar at seven a.m. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Bloody Marys. <laughs> what is the one thing or most important thing? That you attribute to your success, if you had to, if you had to just nail it down to one thing, which I know is a really hard question when there's so much that goes into it. Well, it's a hard question. Um, you're only as good as your last project. I feel <laughs> so. What was your last one? <laughs> <laughs> Complete failure, actually. No. <laughs> um, so I mean, every time I open a venue or yeah. or develop a new site or it's it's almost like it's the first time yes um well not the first time but it's it's almost like it's the most important one yes so i think you know unfortunately in life there are so many hurdles and barriers uh thrown at you and it's relentless and it's actually getting harder (laughs) as time goes on it doesn't get easier um, because, unfortunately, we have such a, a society that layers on, adds in rules and regulations yes. and restrictions, but never removes old ones. So it's just a build-up of regulations and and restrictions. And you know, I feel like you you're running, and then they they tie your feet together, and then they tie your arms together. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like how hard can you make it? So. You know, to, to be successful, unfortunately, you need incredible tenacity. Yeah. And you almost need to see a, a, a no or a negative as a as a yes. Yes. And, and push through and find a way to get around the hurdle to then attack the next hurdle. Yes. So I think, well, genuine care and incredible passion and and drive and and being tenacious. Yeah. Because it's just, I mean, every day it's a minefield. Yes. Every day. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. So, you know, you just got to push through. Yeah. And actually, I mean, I almost get, it's almost to the point where I get excited by the, the barriers. Yes. Because I love the challenge. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, sometimes they break you down <laughs> into, you know. Cradling in the corner. In the fetal position on the ground at the end of the day. But. But it's that, you know, it's the challenge, rising to the challenge yes. and, and being creative of how to solve those problems. Yeah. And which, which is tenacity. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's everything that's uh, sports yeah. and, yeah, and business and, and anything you, you want to be successful at or be good at. Yes. You need to be tenacious. Absolutely. And you need to think outside the square. Yes. And you need to challenge the normal, challenge yeah. the status quo 
and and be creative. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, normal doesn't get you anywhere. Like no, you have like you have to be bright and yeah. bold and think differently, especially yeah. at the moment. And um, I think Maribel absolutely does that. Now, who is the most influential person in your life, and how have they inspired you? Well, I get inspiration from from. Many yeah. things and yeah. everything, yeah. not everything, but many but, things, yeah. you know. And inspiration comes in many different shapes and forms. Yes. And and I don't, I couldn't say there's one in particular. Yeah. Um, um, my father's passed away, but he was uh, certainly an incredible uh, power house in my in my life. Yeah. Um, and he drove me like nothing else, uh, and he made me tenacious. Yeah. Um, he was all, all, also like a huge supporter yeah. um, and w- when I thought my my chips were stacked, he would come in and say, you know, if you believe what you're doing is, is going to be amazing and if you believe in yourself, then go ahead and do it. You know, I was about to throw in the towel on yes. certain things yeah. At, yeah. at times, but he was like, if you believe in it, you've got to go, you've got to, you've got to do it. Yeah. Um, my mother is just a phenomenal human being. Um, she's more... Uh, powerful and and um, supportive and and creative and 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 switched on than ever before yeah. uh, than ever and she's ninety two and she's fantastic. just she's extraordinary so I'm incredibly inspired by by her yeah. just the way she presents and 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 her mind is still so so switched Sharp on as, yeah. and you know and I I I do discuss things with her I get it still get advice from her. I love my relationship with my sister. Um, she's an inc- a beautiful human um, yeah. and a very caring and loving individual and a great support to me. And I love our relationship. So, you know, it, it, it comes from anywhere a, and everywhere. Yeah. You know, there are certain business people that are, you know, I really look up to how they how they hold themselves. And I mean, it's a, an obvious one, but like to say Richard Branson. Yeah. You know, I remember many decades ago meeting him and and realizing that you know you can be successful and enjoy yourself the entire way yeah. and and be a good contributor to so, to society yeah. and and to the world and 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 be successful you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be the tyrant yeah. <laughs> so you know i get i get inspiration from 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 lots of places and lots of people i mean yeah. too many to mention yeah well, that's amazing what do you think the biggest challenge the hospitality industry is facing at the moment? Well, I'd say it's quite the opposite because we're probably in the best place we've ever been. Brilliant. Well, certainly in my lifetime. Brilliant. Um, I've never seen hospitality in such a good place. COVID has done wonders for hospitality. We appreciate uh, hospitality and social connection uh, more than we ever have. I'm talking in my lifetime. Yeah. And we treat hospitality differently. It's it's a pathway to social connection. Yes. It's a facilitator of social connection, I should say. Um, so, you know, the way our um, our behavioural patterns around, you know, going out or sharing a meal have changed because it's not reserved to a special occasion yeah. or a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. It's seven days, seven nights now. And... It's just part of our life. Yes. So there's been a fantastic reset 
I think on on humanity, I, I find people are much more appreciative of hospitality and of each other in yes. general. So I think we're in a really good place. I think in Sydney in particular, um, or I, I could say Australia, but you know most of my businesses are in Sydney. But you know it's the first time that all stakeholders are aligned and yeah. want the same thing. Fantastic. Um, the state government is a huge, great, huge supporter of hospitality, of a 24-hour economy, Brilliant. of a prosperous, safe, uh, exciting 24-hour economy. Yeah. Um, the local government, the councils are very supportive of Brilliant. it. Police are very supportive yeah. of it. And they're very supportive of hospitality operators and, and getting the best out of out of the operations and making a safe, creating a safe environment. And the customers are more appreciative and more supportive than ever and the staff are more appreciative yeah. of the customers yeah. so we are in a fantastic place mm. there's momentum that has come out of COVID yeah. and our biggest challenge is to keep that momentum going yes yeah not to rest on our laurels and go oh it's great and yeah. then because we will regress back to pre-COVID times yes so keep the foot on the pedal keep the pedal to the metal <laughs> yeah. you know keep the accelerator on yeah. keep investing in the your businesses yes keep investing in live entertainment yes keep investing in creative interesting spaces keep challenging ourselves keep open later hours yes, yes. Um, invest in wages to stay open yes um, invest in upgrading your facilities keep the momentum going because people are going out seven days, seven nights, yeah. and they need the venues to go to. And if we stop, if we cut that off, yeah. then they will stop going out. Yeah, that's it. So, I think we're in the best place, and the biggest challenge is making sure we keep investing and in the future. Yes, and keep that momentum, momentum going. going, and that the state government continues its its charge. Yeah, and the local governments and the support of the police is amazing. It is really good. Yeah. This is the best it's been in my lifetime. That's so good. And I think it I think you're absolutely spot on. Like not too long ago you'd only go out on a Friday, maybe a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Now I'm saying to my friends or like we're having big family dinners out, like with friends any night of the week. I don't yeah, I can't absolutely. remember. That's been the last couple of years where I, I wouldn't go out on a Monday. I'd be like, Oh, it's the start of the week. But now it's like actually this is fun. Like let's Let's mix yep. it and up. And there are places to go yeah. and it's buzzing. Yes. I mean, you come down here on, on any given night of the week. Yeah. Monday night, it's chock-a-block. Yeah, And fantastic. there's a buzz and there's an excitement. And, yes. And it, it's just a wonderful atmosphere. So yeah. good. It was buzzing this morning even just for coffees. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's amazing. Where do you see technology going in the business at the moment? Are you embra- Obviously, you're embracing it, but where? Well, I think, you know, we're in the business of social connection. Yes. And social connection is is us sitting here <laughs> talking to yeah. each other. Um, you, you're you never going to replace that. Yes. Well, not the feeling that a human gets when you're this close and you're yeah. connecting and you can touch and see and, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, technology is needs to be a facilitator to Im- help uh, improve the guest experience. Yeah. So removing any points of whether it be payment or yes. ordering, but still ordering depends on the environment. You still sometimes want, well, not sometimes, depends on the environment. If yeah. you're in a restaurant, you want that. You want this waiter to suggest yes. what's, 
what to have. Yeah, And absolutely. if you've ordered not the right balance of things to, yes. re- to suggest how you could complement that or, yeah. or change something. So you, you're not going to replace that. And going up to a bar and ordering is – but also there's environments where you want to be staying with your friends. You don't want to have to leave. And yeah. So technology – you know, can help with that. So it needs to be facilitated to improve the guest experience. Yes. Not to remove guests from social connection. It's yeah. to enhance social connection. Absolutely. And having that choice. Yeah. Um, depending having, on, exactly. on who, who you're with. On what your needs are. Yes. I love when I'm at a restaurant or a bar asking, like, can you suggest something? What wine goes with that? Like, it's such an all part of the experience. Yeah. Try this. And I. that's one of my favorite things when yeah. I... Absolutely. When and I go he, out. We, and we need that more than ever before. Yeah. So that that social connection that we've just been starved of over COVID and now is what we crave. Yes. And we've always craved it. Yeah. It's just that we've never not had it yes. before. Yeah. Because so we didn't have it, we really appreciate it. Yeah. So, but we've got some great, I mean, we've got the, the me and you system that we use at, um, say, Coogee Pavilion, and, you know, it allows people to be outside quite a way away from the bar with their friends and not have to separate and go and and who's paying for it, and you just tap and order and it comes to you. Yeah, that's fantastic. And if you've got kids there, you're not having to bring them up, you can keep your table there. Absolutely. So technology Um, is to help us remain socially connected. Yes, Absolutely. This is a question I ask of all of my guests. Can you tell me about a time when things haven't always been rosy and how you overcame them? Are you talking about just today or, or oh. yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> or the day before that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Can you please tell me about a time when things haven't always been rosy, rosy. <laughs> and how did you overcome that? Well, so every day. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I, what I mentioned before. It's like seeing that as seeing those things as a challenge. Yes. Um, and and how do you think creatively to solve that problem? Yeah. And to work around it and turn it into a positive. Yeah. I, I think I touched on it before once. It was actually this project, Ivy. And I really bet bet everything on it, and I put, you know, all my chips on the table, and it just wasn't going as planned, and you know, it was draining or challenging the business, the family business financially, and it was a real, um, uh, it was a real problem, and I thought I've got to pull the pin because I can't keep going. But my dad said, you know, if you believe it's yeah. going to be amazing, if you believe it's going to be a game changer, it'll be huge successful. Keep pushing, you know. You've got our support. We back you. But, and and because of that, I, I kept going. And I eventually got over the hurdles and, and it all came to fruition. But, yeah, I guess, you know, as I said, I, was, I probably would have thrown the towel in at that time. But I was, I was 20. I was young. I was tw- just 26 or something. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was a lot, and you know sometimes when you're young you 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 feel you're a bit invincible because yeah, you don't have totally. you don't realize the reality of, of certain yeah. situations and and your ignorance yeah. can be also your greatest blessing in disguise totally um, 
So I was, I was certainly <laughs> ignorant. <laughs> take that risk. <laughs> yes, take that risk, exactly. You've got to believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, you've got to have the right idea. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got to back yourself. Yeah, 100%. Back yourself, eh? believe in yourself and, and, and push through. That's it. What is in store for Maryvale over the next five years? I've got a good vibe. I think something huge is like huge is coming. Or ten years, fifty, whatever you you, <laughs> you want to throw at me. What what's next? Um, well, there's there's a, a lot in the pipeline. Yeah. There's a lot happening. You know, continue to push ourselves and yep. push the boundaries and and try and be just continue to be better at, at, at what we do. We have some big, big plans. Whether they all come off or not is yet to be seen. But, but it's 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 more of the same. You know, our growth has always been organic growth. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't sit there and say, in five years' time, we've yeah. got to be doing this. And it's like, what what is happening in now? The, yeah. What are the um, opportunities that present themselves now? Yes. Um, how much can we take on? Yeah. Because you know, it's also important that the business is. Is, is so large that we've got to maintain and not let any of it slip. Yeah. So it's, it's a constant juggling act and you've got to be realistic about how much more you can do without jeopardizing yeah. uh, any of the other businesses. Yeah. But there's lots, lots. I've never been more excited about hospitality than I am now. I've certainly never been busier. Yeah, amazing. Um, but I think the future is so bright for hospitality. Um, and and it's not just us. It's you know all the op, op, new operators and existing operators doing great things. There are a lot of great things happening. Yeah. And you know it's quite daunting to see, you know how many amazing things are coming on um, around, you know well, Sydney because that's where we're focused. But yeah. You know quality quality places everywhere. Yeah. You know the bar has been raised every really every has, year. Eh? Yeah. And I feel the raising of the barn coming out of COVID is, is higher than, than ever in any previous year. So I think, you know, it's really exciting. And people were, I mean, I'll give you a great example of clubbing. So um, we've got, I've got a club down here. It's yeah. um, Ivy Nightclub. Um, it's, we, we now trade four nights a week. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. And every night's packed. Okay. You know, there's thousands, thousands of people coming every night. And pre-COVID, if you got one and a half good nights of trade in a club, you're doing well. Yeah. This is four nights. Now, the difference is, I see when the kids come in, see a lot of these kids that are coming, say Ivy Thursdays, right? It's, yeah. it's uni kids yeah. and it's backpackers. Still and, Thursday. Yeah. yeah. And they, don't forget, a lot of them, didn't get to go out when they turned 18. Oh, yeah, of course. So they missed two years. Yeah. Now, they've come out, so they're so excited because they're like, I was so excited to go out yes. when I was 18 and now I can't and yeah. I'm now 20. Gotta make and up for it. They come into the venue and pre-COVID, a nightclub used to have, you know, the bar, uh, DJ and a dance floor area and and people would come in and they'd sort of go yeah. up to the bar and get a bit of Dutch courage yes. and then stand around and check each other out and then yeah. build up enough courage to get on the yeah. dance floor, right? But now they come in and it's hands oh, up. so good. And it's almost like 
everyone knows each other. Yes. But even if they don't, they're just, all engaging. Yeah. And their hands up and they're dancing. So it's there is no dance floor. The whole place is a dance floor. That's amazing. And the bar is there to get a drink when you when you need to get a yeah. drink. It's not yeah. and it's it's a festival. Yeah. So there is this wonderful um, sensation at the moment in the clubs where it's a festival vibe. It's so good. And I've never seen anything like it. And you come down four nights a week and there's this wonderful festival atmosphere going on. So that has never happened. I've never seen that in my lifetime. So that to me is exciting because I, I can see what the future holds. Yeah. And that opens up so many more opportunities around, you know, clubs and, and dancing and, and, and for the future. Yeah. So it's it's exciting times. And the quality of chefs that are around and the diversity of cultures and food that we're delivering in this in this country is, is second to none. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. I love when you go to a venue or a dance floor and it's packed because you then automatically go and dance. That's right. As soon as, <laughs> yes. like, I hate attention. And yes. as soon as there's, like, nothing down, I'm like, I've got to be drunk. Five shots, bang, and Up then on I'll the dance. podium. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think I'm a hero. But as soon as it's busy, I'm like, yes, no one can see me. My partner's like, everyone can see you. But it just doesn't feel like all the eyes are yeah. busting a move. Justin, what advice can you give inspiring entrepreneurs, legends, anyone in their field looking to make a positive impact in their industry? Well, be different. Yeah. And again, just don't, don't, just challenge the normal. Yeah. Challenge the norm. Challenge the status quo. Um, be creative and, and, and be tenacious. Yeah. I think that sort of applies to any industry. Absolutely. Mix it up, eh? Be bright, yeah. bold. Any industry, anything you do. Yes, you have and, to. And be genuine about it. Yeah. Because, yeah. Boring just doesn't get you in it. Like things, you need to be challenged. Well, there's a reason it's called normal, really, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Justin, thank you so, so much for your time. You're a serious and inspirational person. Oh, thanks. Just an absolute legend. Oh, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Keep changing the world, opening these phenomenal (laughs) venues that we all love. Justin, thank you so, so much for your time. You've been an absolute pleasure, inspiration, and dead set legend. Thank you for listening to a Very Rosy podcast. We love sharing inspirational stories with you, and we want to share how amazing it is with the rest of the world. But we need your help to do that. We need you to tell your mates about what we're doing and then leave us a really good review. And we'll be back with more interviews with your favorite guests, so make sure you're following a Very Rosy podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, legends.